Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Police officers, firefighters, and paramedics are on the front lines in the fight against the coronavirus. If someone gets shot, they have to respond, no matter the risk to themselves. If someone has a heart attack, they rush to the scene, even while the rest of us stay distant and safe. Clearly, these first responders are at risk. But in St. Louis City, Public Safety Director Jimmy Edwards has said he will not release information on those serving under him who are infected. Edwards says he cannot even share the number of infections within public safety personnel. And Police Sergeant Heather Taylor says that's a problem. She's the president of the Ethical Society of Police, which primarily represents black officers within the St. Louis Department. And she's here today to talk to us about her concerns. So, Sergeant Taylor, welcome to the program. Thank you for having us. So you're calling for the city to release information on first first responders infected with COVID-19. Why is that something you think the city needs to be doing? Well, basically, because what you don't know with COVID-19 could kill you. And it could definitely kill us as first responders and the community. Uh, it's a deadly virus where little is known. Uh, there's no vaccine for it. And so with our employees, we have civilian members, we have commission members, and when someone tests positive, we're not asking for their name, we're not asking for their date of birth, all we are wanting is to know what division and what day. Hmm. That's it. We're not asking for more than that because we want to know what hazard uh, will it put us in. Uh, did we come in contact with someone in that division? If we work in homicide, did we come in contact with someone that's in uh, traffic safety, for instance, for instance, which had some of the very first uh, positive cases for COVID-19? So you're uh, saying this division info, it's not being released to those of us in the general public. You're saying it's not even being released to colleagues? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's in what we have. I'm actually correct on that. It's not being released by the department, department-wide, for everyone to know. So what's happening is that you have some commanders that we commend them for their bravery to say, hey, we have an officer in our division who tested positive, uh, and here, it, this was the date. They are brave enough to defy the Department uh, Department of Health and Judge Edwards' orders on that. And they have come out and given numbers, not who the people are, who mm-hmm. the officers are, or the civilian guards. They have come out and decided, hey, this is important because what we don't know with COVID could kill us. And the symptoms are just as simple as you, can't, you have no sense of smell or taste. One of the symptoms, and they are, it's, it's as if our department believes that it only is um, more important if there are acute symptoms, uh, such as, you know, your breathing, uh, things like that, and your lungs, having problems with your lungs, but it's more than that. It's the people who are the most, who can be, can wreak the most havoc are the ones who have the minor symptoms that are walking around. And we, we are, we have so little information on uh, COVID-19, just in the country alone, that internally, what we don't know is going to kill us. So and we don't want that to happen. Sergeant Taylor, when we heard earlier, I believe now this this might have been as many as like three weeks ago, that we heard that the traffic division, that there had been some a positive test there and that, you know, people there were isolating. That was just because a commander spoke up. That that came outside the chain of command. Is, is that what you're saying? No, not in that division. So what happened in that division, the commanders there, the lieutenant, the, the captain and the colonel, 
said that they would do traffic enforcement. It was business as usual. They would do traffic enforcement in the middle of a deadly pandemic. Mm -hmm. So what's happened in North Patrol Division and in District 4, you have different commanders who have said, hey, if we have people who have uh, tested positive, we're going to let our officers and civilians in these different divisions know that. But that's not being done uh, collectively or department-wide where Mm -hmm. everyone can see it, where every employee knows. Because you could have one employee that came in contact with someone from this division not know that they can't contact with someone and they're in their uh, they're in their accompaniment for you know 20 30 minutes and not know you can have officers on calls for service from different districts that, that are with someone that later test positive but they may not know hey it's this officer here this is officer Smith or officer Jones who tested positive in this division but if you don't know that, Mm-hmm. You're walking around with the possibility of it having having spread to you, and you now are exhibiting the symptoms, or you might have symptoms that you may not even know that you have it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the issue. So if you're listening to this conversation, we want to hear from you. Do you think the city should release more information on first responders infected with the coronavirus? And if so, why? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, we reached out to the city and spokesman Jacob Long gave us a statement. It, It says, quote, at this current point in time, of course, we are reporting the number of positive cases among city employees, including first responders. But it is the current position of our city councilor and director of public health that we cannot share it with the press or disclose anything more specific publicly per federal, state, and local laws. Uh, I think they're trying to claim this is a a HIPAA issue where they just cannot release this information. Do you think, uh, Sergeant Taylor, do you think they really have no choice here that they can't release this information? NYPD, LAPD, uh, St. Louis County, San Antonio, departments, just you name them, around the country that are much bigger in size than ours have done have released the information, not the officer's name, not it, specifics on that officer or civilian, but they've let their other employees know internally when there is a positive case. And the city, as often as they do, they mislead the public, and it's unfortunate. Uh, they mislead the public uh, by saying that it, they're they're hiding behind HIPAA, and I understand that. But also, they need to understand OSHA, uh, occupational health and safety. What their guidelines that hey, we are we're we're expected to come into a workplace that has that's free of certain hazards, uh, things that we can't control, or someone on the street that points a gun at us, and mm-hmm. we have to defend our lives. We're talking about something that is unseen, that we can't detect internally. We're talking about when we're in the office. When we're in our office, we have to, we have it, we are expected to be free of the hazards with COVID. So mm-hmm. how you present that is just by simple notifications department-wide, because some employee may have come in contact with another person that's an employee in SLMPD and not know that. And mm-hmm. what we don't know can kill us in these instances. And what about the community? It's like, where's the, the priority? And we so often, unfortunately, have done the wrong things. And mm-hmm. so... It's scary for our employees. It is very scary. They're very disappointed. They're disappointed in the chief, the mayor, 
uh, Department of um, Health. They're disappointed in the public safety director. A lot of people are. And mm-hmm. we just want to know what day, what division. That's all. We're talking to Sergeant Heather Taylor. She's the president of the Ethical Society of Police, which represents mostly black officers within the St. Louis Police Department. Uh, You know, the city is saying they can't do this, that it would be a HIPAA violation. We did discuss that very issue with our legal roundtable last month related to government entities as a whole, not just uh, the city and and the police department. There was some disagreement, but Mary Ann Sade, who's a partner at Sade Harper Westoff, she told us that she thinks the city can release this kind of information. They can't say, for example, that John Smith in the water department has COVID-19, but they could say there's been a water department employee or a, a person in a particular yeah. division. And from reading from the CDC guidelines, that does seem to be the case as well, that you can't release information about identifiable patients without their permission. Um, but you can release information if it's not clear which specific person you're talking about. And that's clearly, uh, Sergeant Taylor, all you're asking for here. Yes, it is. And we are, you know, we are just so behind and our our response to COVID-19 has been so disheartening and scary. And we have have officers who've had two surgical masks that are expected to last for 14 days or 11 days, and they haven't been issued anymore. Uh, We have a a city that actually gave away 13,000 surgical masks, and they violated the law in doing so. And we had officers in that time frame who were without masks or who had to reuse the same surgical mask. It, It was hot in that time frame. They're exposed to their own bodily fluids, other bodily fluids with these surgical masks. They're they're temporary. They're not supposed to be used for right. seven. You, you can't use them over and over again. At that point, they, they no longer function the way they're supposed to. And it's, it's, it's scary for our civilians. It's scary for our officers. It should be scary for the public. We need to do better. And we understand everyone's short staff, our health care workers, our doctors, our nurses, our janitors, and people who are cleaning these places are at risk and high risk uh, as well. And it's it's just, it's a scary time, but our department needs to step up and be a leader in these moments. And we're not getting that internally and externally. Now, Sergeant Taylor, I know you also represent officers in St. Louis County. And for the record, we did reach out to them to see what their policy was on this front, and we just did not hear back. But do you have similar concerns about St. Louis County um, as far as their handling their police department? No, actually, um, we've heard um, very positive things with St. Louis County. Uh, their dispatchers are trained uh, in the, in their response. Uh, you know, just things that they're doing that uh, they have um, taken a different um, stance on what we're doing. So it's it's different there. They're hmm. doing from what we've heard from the officers there. They're doing a decent job. Well, that's, we appreciate that. That's great to hear that, that you feel good about that. I want to go to the phone lines. Anne is calling from St. Louis. Um, Anne, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. I, I fear that the, this whole thing, uh, we're all afraid. Mm-hmm. But since there's no way of knowing which one of our colleagues has been exposed or with we've been exposed or if There's just no way of knowing. Therefore, you have to treat everybody as contagious Hmm. or maybe contagious or maybe spreading it. And therefore, there's, you know, you have to wear a mask. You have to have it, you know, clean between people using different computers. 
you, it's a terrible thing. But I don't think knowing uh, would do anything except maybe put up false confidence that mm. your partner is not infected. And he may be, and you don't know. It's a... I, yeah, I'm totally appalled that the cops uh, are not getting the materials that they need to not have good masks. This is something that should be taken care of immediately. And um, But as far as knowing or not knowing, I think everybody has to consider their their whole atmosphere is being contaminated and work at it as if... The only thing we can do is, you know, keep clean. Mm-hmm. And thank you for that. Um, basically, assume everybody has it, which might not be the worst advice. That's that's Anne's perspective. We also just heard from Chelsea, who sent us a tweet, and she writes, the city is acting negligently by failing to disclose the number of infected officers and which divisions slash districts they're in. No one is asking for personal identifying information or those details. There are no relevant laws that prohibit disclosure in the city. Uh, Michael writes, I live in the street that had the standoff in Karan on Friday. There were tens of officers on the street. There were few, if any, officers wearing masks, and they were congregating in groups of five or more even after the situation was resolved. And Sergeant Taylor, that might well be because people simply don't have the ability to get these masks, huh? I mean, it seems like you guys might be at at more risk because you have to take these calls and you don't have the masks. Yeah. And when you're exposed, we have, um, we're in a city that has a high number of violent crimes. Mm-hmm. that have occurred, and you're talking about exposures to stabbings, uh, to shootings, to homicides, to sexual assaults, where you're going in and out of different places where people, body, bodily fluids are involved, and you run out, or you hold on to those two masks that you're given for those 11 days mm-hmm. and reuse them and risk contaminating the public and contaminating yourself and, you know, the... Uh, the seriousness of what's happening, I think they know that, but the police department and the city's response to it has just not been sufficient. It well, needs to be better. Well, Sergeant Heather Taylor, I want to thank you so much for joining us today to share these concerns. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. And Sergeant Taylor, again, is the president of the Ethical Society of Police with some real concerns about how St. Louis City Police are, are handling um the coronavirus. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.